0: And I say it's so much more when love is real. It's the touch of her hand on my cheek that I feel. And I know when I lie awake, my every care. Hello, this is Cynthia Gustafson back again for uh, my third podcast in the series called Inversing Your Life, which is the name of one of my books called Inversing Your Life. Many others in this series, but this is what we're doing now. It's hard to live in America or most places in the world these last couple weeks without hearing the phrase Black Lives Matter. Well, that's not really what I'm going to be talking about But Black lives do matter very much. And the reason we say it that way is because they haven't mattered to people as much as they should. But my position on that is that all lives matter. As a matter of fact, my books are published by Blooming Twig Books and um, their motto is books that matter. (laughs) Um, Because they want to publish books that mean something to people that aren't just uh, superficial. So. This concept of things that matter uh, has been around a long time, and it's important. And I do want to talk about that today. What matters, and why? Why do we get to the point where some things don't matter, or some people don't matter? How do we judge that? Where does that come from? And I and I want to bring up that it's not always just person to person that decide what matters in this world that we live in. Sometimes. It's the system. And systems are determined by persons at some point, but then at some point, everybody just goes along with that system. And that system doesn't really work for everyone. Well, I want to start by reading a poem today. This is from another one of my books. This is called The Bully Book, a big book for bullies and the bullied. And I wrote this book not only for kids who are being bullied, but I think it's really important that they have a book that they can read, and uh, it's a workbook that they can work on and say, "How can I, how can I change this about myself?" But this book, if you notice, it says it's about bullies and the bullied, so it's the book for people who are bullies too. Figure out why why you're bullying people. What what do you get out of it? Is it making the world more difficult for you instead of easier for you? Are you really getting what you want? Or do you only think so in the moment? Well, this particular book, the wonderful illustrations in it are by my son, Dr. Kent Gustafson. And the introduction is by my wonderful husband, who's a pediatrician, Dr. Ed Gustafson. So the three of us collaborated on this book. I love it. But I'm going to start with one of the poems in here, and it's called Moles. By the way, Moles, M O L E S. Those are things that I have all over my body. I don't know if you can see those moles. Uh, I got them all over the place. Some people have a lot, some people have none. But I remember when I was in high school and I read a book about the witches in Massachusetts. And I read that they were chosen as witches because they had moles on them. And so you had to cover up your moles or get rid of them, or they thought you were a witch. Anyway, This is my poem, and then we're going to talk about it. Moles. Did you know they hanged people who had moles? Thought it marked them as a witch. Not good to be a witch in Salem, Massachusetts 300 years ago. And if you said, I'm not a witch, I didn't ask for those moles. They still believed you were marked as evil. No one listened, no one cared. You got killed anyway because people with moles are scary. They're different. They're witches. And no matter what you wish, only time will change their minds. Moles don't go away. Don't fade like freckles. They mark you. Well, you can imagine why I read that book. It says they don't go away. You just have to wait for the world to change. Well, we've waited 300 years and nobody cares if I have moles except my dermatologist, of course. So some things do change. But our skin color and judging people by their skin color still hasn't changed, has it? It may be for me as an individual, but it hasn't changed for the way our society works, for the system. But I want you to think, to personalize this, and this is the way. That's what I've done. By figuring out this thing about my moles, I personalized it. That if I had lived 300 years ago, and of course, that wasn't up to me, was it? I'd be dead now. I'd have been hung. They'd have called me a witch. Especially since I'm a poet, I'd have fit right in. So let's talk about some of the other things. Age. When I was young, I thought nobody listened to me because I was too young. and didn't have any experience. Now that I'm older, I get the same thing. You don't know what the world's all about. You're too old. You're an old fuddy-duddy. You just don't have a clue about what the world is like. Judging all old people the same, judging all young people the same. How about gender? You know, I'm, I'm old enough to know that there were a lot of things that weren't open to women when I was young. When I graduated from high school, I wanted to be a minister and I couldn't be one. They wouldn't let me. There were no women ministers when I graduated from high school. And in 1978, when I decided I did want to be a minister, and I went to the seminary, and I took a test. (laughs) I took that vocational test. You know, you answer all these questions, and then then at the end, the test tells you what you really like and what you should be. You know what mine came out as? (laughs) Director of a YWCA. And the person who gave me the, um, you know, the person who told me about that test and what that said about me, the counselor, said to me, you want to be a minister, don't you? Because if you check the little chick that said female, there was no minister for you. (laughs) You got to be a YWCA director. That's what the test showed back then in 1978. Okay, so there were a lot of things that women couldn't do back then that they could do now, but there are still some things that women can't do and they certainly don't get paid as much. And if you think about the system, the jobs that women take, nurses, teachers, social workers, none of them get paid as much as men. As a matter of fact, when I got my master's degree in social work and I went to work, My mother-in-law, who's a wonderful woman, wonderful woman, looked at me and said, you shouldn't be working. You're taking the job away from a man who needs it. Ah. (laughs) Okay. So age, skin color, gender. What else? How about ability? Ability. Uh, Did you know anybody when you were young who... Wasn't very coordinated, may have had cerebral palsy and didn't know it, but wasn't coordinated, just couldn't really do the sports that especially the boys wanted to do and was made fun of terribly because of it. Boy, I knew some like that. I knew some. I have a husband right now who is fully functional, except that he has to get around in a wheelchair because of a car accident he was in. He's been in that wheelchair for 20 years now. 19 years and when we go out to a restaurant do you know what waitresses do i would say about 80% of the time we they ask me what he wants as if he can't talk he's a doctor he's still working they ask me what he wants because he's in a wheelchair ableism is that what we should call it what is it what else do we judge people how about here's the last one (laughs) How about the family you come from? Boy, when I was little, I knew which families were okay and which weren't. And if you came from bad family, uh, I don't know, you were probably stupid or you were, you were going to do bad things. I mean, you just knew it because of the family they came from. Well, where did we get those ideas? Wow. I was an adult. This was about 10 years ago. I was talking to my sister about this. And my sister said to me, well, you know, my boyfriend in high school, his mother didn't want him to date me because of my family. And then she and I had a conversation about what that would have meant at that time. Wow. Did I ever think people were thinking of me that way? <laughs> the family I came up in? Wow. There are so many ways to judge people other than how many moles you have on your body or what color your skin is or isn't. I want you to think this week about what is it about you that someone could judge you about and that you have absolutely no control over it. Family you were born into, moles, Uh, the color of your skin, uh, your age. Are you beautiful? Or do you think of yourself as ugly? Have those things ever limited you um, because of how people look at you? There are so many things, but I want each and every one of you to put yourself into one of those boxes. And it could be in the past. It could be in some imaginable future where you were judged by something. You know, in in the book 1984, do you remember that one? I remember reading it before 1984 and being scared that that was going to happen. Well, a lot of it's happened. But one of the things was, they didn't want you to think. So think about in the future, what happens if you're a thinking person and someone tells you you can't think? Wow. How would that set you apart? You know, I have a theory of my own, and it's certainly my own theory. I've never seen it anywhere else. My theory that is that people in the arts, whether it's poetry or or you're a fiction writer or you're a dancer or you're a, a visual artist or you're creative in some way, my theory is that at some point in your life, you were on the outside looking in. And because you were on the outside looking at this other group, this clique that you wanted to be part of, maybe, you were so fully aware of what you didn't have to be part of that group. And you were fully aware of what it took to be part of that, should I say, culture. And so you became an artist, not because you chose, but because it's who you became. Because you could see culture better than those who were in the middle of it. Think that artists are those people. Some of you may be even in the, in the different thing. You may be an insurance person. You may be whatever you are, but you, you think like an artist. But I want you to think that way. This week, I want you to think about what is it that someone could bully me about? What is it that someone could be prejudiced against me about and i could scream and holler i'm not that i'm not that i I, i'm so much more than the moles on my body and it doesn't help at all because something in the system is saying no you are only that and i want you to feel it i want you to feel it because that's how some people feel every day of their life So let's learn something about ourselves and also something about others this week. I hope it's not too painful to learn, but you know, almost everything we learn, we have to go through some kind of pain, don't we? Well, it's been great talking to you again. And um, if you like this podcast, please um, send it on to your friends. Keep it going. Appreciate that. And we'll see you probably in another week. Thanks so much more when love is real It's the touch of her hand on my cheek that I feel And I know when I lie awake My every care you take And I say it's so much more